seated. Today we're taking a bit of a detour from our normal sermon series called Roots, and we're going to be hearing from one of our missionaries that we support as a church family. Here at Freedom Church, we deeply value the gospel, which is the good news that through Christ we can be reconciled with God and be given true and eternal life. It's incredibly good news, and we want to be active as a church family to getting this good news not only in our community, but to all parts of the world. Now, we certainly are not neglecting our community. We want to recognize that we are all called to be ambassadors for Christ in our own spheres of influence, whether it's our workplaces, our schools, our neighborhoods, uh, friendship groups, things like that. But we also have to recognize that there are a lot of people around this world who are in deep need of the gospel. Maybe you've never heard of Jesus, but we personally will probably not be able to go there and reach everyone uh, with the gospel. And so that's why we as a church support missionaries around the world. Specifically, we support a dozen missionaries, 12 of them uh, around the world. Some of them are based here in the U.S., but many are overseas. And this is a way to help get the gospel to other parts of the world, because Jesus said, go, make disciples of all nations. And uh, so the way this looks as a church is that we give 12% of all of our income to missions work. So, for instance, if you give $100 to the offering on a Sunday morning, $12 of that comes off the top to support our missionaries. And as I said, today we have one of our missionaries with us, Travis Sternhagen. Uh, Travis, if you are, have been around Freedons for a long time, uh, you may have known that Travis grew up here at the church. Uh, you may have known him from when he was like that tall, and now he's this tall. Um, he grew up here at the church, but currently he serves with a ministry called Crew at UW-Milwaukee. Crew is also known as Campus Crusade for Christ. And Campus Crusade for Christ has a, has a, pl a special place in my heart because it was through a couple of people involved with Crew when I was a college student, a student that I was introduced to Christ. They shared the gospel with me, and that's when I became a follower of Christ. That's when I understood the gospel for the first time. And I was involved in Crew throughout my college years, and then I was on staff with Crew for three years at North Dakota State University after I graduated from college. And, and just the values in the ministry of crew have deeply shaped my heart for ministry. And it's exciting to see what God's been doing in Travis's life as well uh, through crew over these last few years. And whenever a missionary is available, we love to have them be able to share what God is doing in their ministry. So that's what Travis is going to be doing this morning. And then next week we, we will resume our Roots series. But Travis, before I turn the mic fully over to you, uh, could you share with us a few things that we as a church family can be praying for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. First thing I'd probably ask for is that uh, as I continue in ministry that I would uh, not be doing it out of my own strength, but that it would be uh, out of an overflow of Christ working in my life. Uh, second, we are ending our school year soon. We work on the cycles with, with campuses, so it's coming to a close so that we all would just end the year well, like continuing to share our faith and pour into students. Uh, and then the third one would be as I transition. So uh, continuing with crew, uh, that the Lord would just provide for me spiritually, financially through that. So. All right. Let's pray for Travis, and then we'll turn it over to him. Father, we, we thank you that you're a God who loves to work in people's lives, that you love to give people true life and new life through Christ. And we thank you for your work in Travis's life in these recent years to not only turn him uh, to following Christ, but also to being a disciple maker, a fisher of people. And Lord, we pray that as he endeavors to continue down that journey that you've called him to of investing his life in others for the sake of the gospel, we pray that he will not be doing it out of his own strength, out of his own wisdom, out of his own charisma, but that he will be depending on you. 
I think of Psalm 20, uh, verse 7, which says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Lord, I know that Travis is not trusting specifically in chariots or horses, but there are many things that he might be tempted to trust in rather than you. But I pray that as he waters seeds and as he plants seeds, that you will be the one who makes them grow and that he will be fully trusting in your work to do that. And Lord, as, as the college at UW-Milwaukee is nearing the end of its school year, I pray that uh, he and, and the other staff members there, as well as the student leaders, will finish strong. And um, that, that the students who have grown closer to you throughout the school year will continue that growth through the summer and into the next school year and certainly beyond for the rest of their lives, Lord, that you will bring to completion the good work that you have begun in them. And Lord, as Travis looks ahead to the next year and some transitions taking place, we pray that you will continue to guide him and continue to provide for him in every way that, that he needs. Lord, thank you that we as a church family are able to partner with him in prayers and in financial support and through encouragement. And we pray that, that you will continue to provide for him and guide him. We pray that you will work through him richly uh, for the sake of your kingdom in this next phase of his life and ministry. And we lift him up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Yes, hello. Good morning, Credence. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, I'm really thankful uh, to get to stand here today before you guys and tell you a little bit about what God's doing in my life. Uh, a brief intro. I see, yeah, there's actually a lot of new faces that I see in Fort Washington. It's really exciting. The Lord is moving uh, here. But my name is Travis Turnhagen. I attended school at UW-Milwaukee. Uh, I was studying art education uh, while I was there. Uh, I actually, yeah, don't have a photo to introduce my family, but they are here, uh, my parents and my sister. Then we have a new member of the family, my little nephew, uh, who is about as small as I probably was when I first started uh, coming to Freedens Church, so that's kind of uh, neat, because, yeah, I'm really thankful of, uh, for Freedens and their partnership uh, with my ministry, and uh, that's not where the relationship began, though. came at a very, very young age, uh, and, yeah, have like, there's actually not a memory I have that doesn't involve, like, Freedom's Church in some way, so that's just really exciting. Uh, but about three and a half years ago, uh, and I think this is just really wild, but three and a half years ago, a man named Chip Martinson actually stood in this very spot, uh, who is a missionary, was a missionary that was supported as well by Freedom's uh, through crew, uh, and he gave his ministry updates, uh, and I was sitting probably in that exact same pew uh, that we always sit in, and uh, he, or at that time in my life, I just really was not uh, following the Lord. Like, I was at a time where, uh, when I entered into college, I got into the party scene, uh, started kind of living for my life, or myself, and living this uh, dual life of going to church, kind of putting it on the, the church mask, and then uh, kind of back in Milwaukee, then just partying and just living for myself and not living for the Lord. Uh, but that day that Chip spoke up here, my parents actually approached him and asked him if he would uh, try to invest in my life, because uh, I think they were kind of becoming aware of the destructive path that my life was on. And he did. He faithfully uh, started texting me, inviting me to these events. And it was through that that actually, uh, yeah, I did. I went to a fall retreat with crew, and it was there that I got really convicted of just the sin in my life and decided that I wanted to surrender uh, it all to Jesus and move forward uh, just living a life for him. I actually have a photo from that, uh, from Fall Retreat. If, yeah, Bobby, you want to throw up? So that's me, <laughs> uh, three and a half years ago, looking a little bit like a punk, but I probably was at the time. So I uh, probably maybe am still a little bit as well. But uh, yeah, and this is a really fun photo for me. So this was actually taken before 
uh, the Holy Spirit really just like convicted me. So this was the morning actually of uh, uh, when the Lord started working in my life. And the guy in the dead center, his name is Joe. Uh, I like to say that he drove me to Jesus because he actually was the one who drove the car to fall retreat uh, as I went there. And if you want to throw out the next one, Bob. Uh, and it was exciting because then I got involved in crew uh, as a student, started uh, partaking in like their weekly meetings. This is actually a little advertisement that they had for the weekly meetings when we were meeting in, in Lou Bar 151. We called it Crew Bar. <laughs> that was uh, kind of our little joke. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Uh, so uh, as I had shared, I studied art uh, in school. I've always loved art. And this past Friday, I got to go to an event at the Milwaukee Art Museum that they call MAM After Dark. It's a really fun event. Uh, there, uh, I actually got a tour of some of the, the works of art. And we came to one, and it was by uh, an artist named Edwin Landseer, and it was called Portrait of a Terrier. And the tour guide uh, was like showing us, we all kind of were standing back. It's this beautiful painting of like a terrier. He's kind of messing around with a, a groundhog, and it's just got a beautiful landscape and everything. But he kind of mentioned uh, when he was talking, he said, like, you got to come closer, though. You got to see some more of the details of this. And as you got close, it really was beautiful. I mean, thousands of different brush strokes that made up this like, giant, magnificent piece in the art museum. And that just really made me think uh, about today, really. And that is how God uh, works in our lives as well. Uh, he is creating these beautiful works of art, but they really are made up of thousands and thousands of memories and uh, people impacting you and and that's just how he works. I think of these verses, uh, one from Ephesians, it says, For we are his worksmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Uh, and I really like this Isaiah verse. I actually was a ceramics focus in college, but he says in Isaiah 64, 8, But now, O Lord, you are our father, we are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hands. So today, I really do want to put God's work on display for you. I want to show you guys uh, what he's doing through Freedens uh, in Milwaukee and all over the world uh, with their partnership with missionaries and specifically my ministry. Uh, so in Crew, we do share this kind of vision of seeing lost students turned into Christ-centered laborers. Uh, so I want to start really on focusing on that part of seeing Christ transform lost students. Uh, in scripture, we see this in 1 Timothy 2, 3 through 4. It says, This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And Jesus also says in Luke, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And that is such a fun promise that he's promising that he's going to seek and save these lost uh, people. And I think that this is uh, the lost people in Milwaukee. It's pretty pretty apparent, just the brokenness that uh, is in college campuses, especially at UW-Milwaukee. Uh, Thursday night is, that's always when we meet, meet as a large group, but it also is one of the heaviest partied nights uh, in Milwaukee. So oftentimes we will be walking home to our houses after the weekly meeting, and there's just so many students out uh, partying on the streets. Uh, and I think this is actually very clear imagery uh, of the lost. It's like these students are literally just aimlessly wandering the streets, seeking and hoping they find satisfaction, that they find lasting uh, relationships or love or whatever it is that they're looking for because really uh, that's what God is going to give them, but they just don't know that yet. So they are literally lost in the streets of Milwaukee, uh, but God is saying that he wants to seek them and he wants to save them. So Jesus desires to see these lost students uh, coming to know him and understand uh, and surrender their lives to him uh, for a lifetime. And I really think of uh, one of my friends, Joe Wagner. Joe actually came in to UW-Milwaukee this year as a freshman. He studied electrical engineer. 
uh, engineering, and he fills out a contact card uh, with crew. And he kind of said that he wanted uh, to make friends, that was one reason, but he also really wanted to win the Brewers tickets that we were uh, giving out. So, so he fills out this card, and on the card, though, he does mark that he wants to hear more about a relationship with Jesus. So myself and another uh, crew staff guy, we meet up with Joe, and we begin to kind of just get into a conversation with him about uh, his spiritual background, what he believes about God. And through this conversation, uh, we're starting to, and I think he's starting to realize uh, that even though he has said he was a Christian at the beginning of the conversation, he's like kind of, he's like, maybe I am not. Because uh, as we were like explaining to him just the gospel and if he had ever uh, surrendered his life to Jesus and moved into a relationship with God, uh, he kind of came to a realization that he did not actually think that he had. Uh, but the exciting part of this story is through that one conversation and really through that contact card, uh, that day Joe really did place his faith in Jesus. So he walked away from that conversation, a son of God, and with an assurance that he was a Christian and saved uh, for an eternity, which I just think is really exciting. Uh, so that is just one little story of how God had saved, uh, had really won uh, someone for himself on UW Milwaukee's campus. And I have uh, another photo I'd love to show you. Uh, so this is actually from a conference we went on recently uh, where I was packed into a car with a bunch of students and enough Cheetos to feed a small village, and we were down to Florida uh, for our conference called Big Break. Uh, Big Break is really neat because it creates an environment where students are going to get to hear about God's heart for missions from his scripture. Uh, then they're going to actually get to apply it, so they go out on the beaches uh, to share their faith. But I actually want to talk about uh, Josh. He's my buddy. With the, he's given the thumbs up. He's got the cuff in his hand. Uh, I actually did not meet him until I was down in Florida. So we met in Florida. Uh, he decided to come with uh, yeah, crew down to this, this conference. But it was the first day uh, that we were going to do outreach on, on the beaches. And he comes up to me, and he actually says to me, he's like, Travis, I don't actually know if I believe this the Christianity and this gospel. And so I was a little, like, taken aback. I was like, oh, okay, um, we're, like, really thankful you're here. We would love for you to still join us. And he understood that. Uh, and then he did. He ended up actually coming with us, not uh, to share his faith, but more so just to listen. So he's getting to hear the gospel over and over again from students, from the staff that are on uh, the beaches. And about halfway through the trip, it's a week-long trip, uh, he actually places his faith in Jesus. So he realizes, he's like, nope, this is... This is what I want. I want to live uh, this life. I want to share Jesus with others as well and be in a relationship with him. Uh, so actually the next morning, so this dude, he accepts Christ, and the next morning he goes out and starts sharing his faith on the beach. And I actually have a picture, uh, Bob, if you want to show it. I really love this picture. Um, like, so this is the morning. So I get to go out on the beach with all of the students, and I'm walking by and I see Josh, and those are a few of the other students as well sharing the gospel with this man. And I think it's such a beautiful photo, too, because God calls us to be fishers of men. And he's literally sharing the gospel with a fisherman. Uh, so great. Uh, super fun. Uh, so he's still around. It's great to see Josh growing in his faith. Because, I mean, uh, that was only probably about a month ago now uh, that we had big break, and he's still coming around to our meetings. He's in this awesome community of men who are able to encourage him in his walk. And I actually found out that uh, someone from the first service actually knew uh, Josh and I have been praying for him for quite a while, so that was really encouraging uh, for them and for me to hear that people were praying for him. Uh, kind of to step back a little bit as well, uh, as a Metro team, we have seen 11 students come to know the Lord this year, and these are 11 students who are still like 
around. They were consistently growing in their faith, meeting with staff, being discipled. Uh, and I just think that's so exciting to see God is breaking through some of that darkness of the city, the lost people there, and he is calling them into a relationship with himself. Um, yeah, and it's just really neat to see him being faithful in that promise that he's seeking them and he's saving them. Uh, though, at that point, God just doesn't want it to stop there. He doesn't just want students to come to know him. He wants them to be built up. He wants them to grow uh, in knowledge of him and his scripture and his commands. And I actually wanted to look at uh, the verse in Matthew, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It's called the Great Commission, uh, but I want to look at it in this, the lens of building others up. So it says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So yeah, he's commanding, teach them uh, all that I have commanded you. I think that's just really neat to see God's heart for wanting to see his people built up. And this is people who've just come to know the Lord, people who have known the Lord for quite a while. Uh, God wants that to be a part of that. And crew offers... Uh, a lot of really neat venues for students to grow in their faith. We have a handful of conferences that are throughout the year, kind of like Big Break, uh, where they're able to go and hear about Jesus, grow in their knowledge of scripture, and are equipped to share their faith even at a lot of these conferences. Uh, and as a full-time staff with Crew as well, I get this really awesome opportunity to actually sit down one-on-one or one-on-two with these students and get to pour in their life, uh, walk alongside them as they take big steps of faith or as they are still just getting to know the God that they've placed their faith in. Uh, and I instantly think uh, of a guy I mentored this year named Jordan. Uh, when I first met Jordan, uh, we actually, he was transitioning into UWM. He attended two years uh, at Waukesha County and is now coming to UW Milwaukee. And I kind of asked him, I was like, I would love to be able to meet with you on a regular basis and get to pour, in you, like pour into you. And he was very weary uh, to do that. You see, uh, Jordan had got kind of wrangled up into a very harmful Christian organization, or some may call it a cult, uh, where he was just harmed. He was like kind of taken away from, or told to like leave his family, that his family wasn't uh, really following God, but they really were. They really cared about him. They were very worried. And he actually moved to the South even for this group, and they ended up hurting him really bad. Uh, so he was just wounded. And for me to come up to him, being a member of kind of an organized Christian faith group and wanting to meet up with him, uh, he was just very skeptical. But it's been beautiful to see how like, God and the Holy Spirit has worked through uh, that friendship, because through that, we've both grown in trust uh, of one another. I've been able to walk alongside Jordan as he's faced uh, just really difficult things in his life, and even just get to see how God has like, mended and healed that part of his life. So this is a picture of Jordan. Uh, he's the one on the left or the only guy in the photo, uh, and, and I actually really like this picture, and even Bob pointed out, like, you can just see the joy in this guy's, like, face, and that's really explains Jordan. He's so great, uh, and he just really loves the Lord, and this year he has actually become our outreach coordinator for crew as well, so he puts on these large-scale outreaches uh, where he invites other students to come and share their faith, but then they're meant to reach out to the non-believing world on campus, and I actually have another photo after this of one of those outreaches, so this is one that Jordan put on. Uh, he organized it. He did amazing. He even like ordered all the hot dogs. And, and it's a keg of root beer, I promise, uh, up in the top right. And this is actually, we kind of did a like fake house party. I mean, it was. It was a party at a house. But like uh, it was kind of to create this environment where uh, even students who may not be comfortable coming to like a faith event, 
they would love to come and get a free hot dog and a thing of root beer, but then get into a conversation with someone who's truly following the Lord and get to hear uh, about the gospel. So this outreach went amazing, and I am just like blown away with the like um, hundreds and hundreds of students that are being impacted by Jordan uh, on campuses, and it's been so much fun to encourage him and just push him to continue to to do that uh, over and over again. Yeah, so Jesus is building uh, up students and using them in mighty ways uh, on campus. Jordan is just one of many stories from UW-Milwaukee where it comes to building them up and seeing them take huge steps of faith. Uh, But God also uh, doesn't just stop there either. So he doesn't just save people and then build them up, but he's also sending them out uh, back into the world. Uh, So I have this slide of... Um, verses that I wanted to share with you guys, or actually two slides of verses I want to share with you guys, where we see this in scripture, we see God's heart for the world and sending them out. So he says in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Uh, And then we see again, this is written that Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance and forgiveness should be proclaimed in his name to all nations. And I love John 20, 21, as the father has sent me, I am sending you uh, and then we see in Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Uh, so I just love seeing that over and over and over again, God's heart for everyone, every person. Uh, he wants to give an opportunity to hear uh, about Jesus and about who he is. And this is a big reason too that I personally moved into uh, a role with crew is I just felt the Lord growing my heart so much to see students sent out Uh, I am really moved by the reality of what it can look like for students to be mobilized for Jesus because, I mean, I'm sitting down with engineers and I'm sitting down with people from all different backgrounds, artists, teachers, uh, and then if they really are built up and equipped to share their faith after college, they're going to go out and they're going to get to be reaching these teachers who are in the world and in the marketplace. And uh, and I think that's just really exciting to be in in such a unique environment where I'm able to hang out with all these people from different cultures and then they're going to go out to the world. Uh, And so this year, I've seen this a lot in my life too, uh, being sent out for Jesus. And not only to Milwaukee, but actually to other places of the world. This year, I got to spend a month in Russia uh, with a co-worker of mine. Her name's Nicole. Uh, we both went and joined a team uh, that went to Katrinburg, Russia. It's actually funny I say the name wrong. A few times in this video, I learned afterwards how to say it correctly. But I have a video that gives a little bit uh, of a clearer picture of what we did there. Previet Milwaukee. For those of you who don't know who we are, we're two full-time interns working with crew at UW-Milwaukee. My name is Travis Sternagan. And I'm Nicole Wisniewski. And this is Yekaterinburg. (laughs) God has called us on a one-month-long expedition to Yekaterinburg, Russia. Expedition teams travel to cities without known movements. Cities that may never have staff but will always have students. We explore churches, cafes, and universities to find where God is already at work. Our heart is to seek out two to three key volunteers that will start a student-led movement. These are students God has called and prepared to lead. They have a common love for the Lord, love for growth, and love for the Great Commission. We've seen God work in amazing ways. We partnered with over eight churches and challenged over 60 students to be key volunteers and own their part in fulfilling the Great Commission. 
God has surfaced five students who will be joining us at a ministry training conference in Moscow this week. We believe these five could be the ones to launch the student-led movement in this city. Join us in praying for the lost people of this city and all over Russia. Please pray for Artfilm, Jenny, Deanna, Alex, and Rita, the five students that will be joining us in the conference, and pray that a student movement would be launched in this city. We miss you guys and we'll see you soon! Das Vidania! So that video was uh, produced as an update for some people in Milwaukee. So Privyet, Port Washington. Hello, Port Washington instead of Milwaukee. Uh, it was really fun to make that video. It was made uh, about halfway through our trip. So we were still just getting the ball rolling on what it could look like for a student-led ministry to be in Russia. Because uh, we, when we landed, we landed in a city where there currently was no campus ministries at all. So we were praying that the Lord would actually take really nothing and turn it into a campus ministry so we were looking for where he was already at work where he was already preparing uh, students hearts to start this um, this movement where they want to see their peers reached uh, for Jesus uh, so I actually have a series of photos that I'd love to share uh, and have a few stories along with them as well I actually love uh, and you kind of saw in the video too there's a lot of different clips from the city we were in, but I love looking at these photos because it reminds me, especially the ones of just the city, because it just reminds me of kind of like the unknown in the feeling of being unequipped, like we just felt so unequipped coming into this city that we had never been, we didn't speak the language, uh, and really there's a kind of amazing story too, we didn't really have anywhere to stay when we first hopped on our plane, they like got that all wrangled up for us before we even landed, so uh, a little bit crazy craziness uh, going into the city, but the Lord was providing, and he was uh, still calling us to be a part of what he was doing there, even though we felt like it was quite the task that we couldn't handle it. So the next picture is actually of our team uh, in Russia. So Nicole is on the far left, and I'm there in the middle between the other two dudes. Uh, so we actually are all from the upper Midwest. Uh, besides knowing Nicole, I didn't really know any of these guys. I'd met one of them uh, very briefly at another crew function. But we, again, just were kind of thrown into this environment and just getting to know each other and just praying the Lord would show up. Uh, so this next photo is, these are where they really get fun, because this, uh, these are those five students, the ones I listed off in uh, the video. From left to right, that's uh, Artsom, and then it's Jenny, Deanna, Rita, and then Alec, or Alex, uh, some call them. And these were five students that uh, the Lord really did just provide for us. We at so many times doubted that anything was going to happen in this city uh, as we felt really like we were just like uh, scrambling around to meet people and partner with churches. Uh, but all five of these students kind of came out of really neat circumstances uh, and they already had a heart to see their campuses reached. So they already were walking with the Lord and they were just hoping that something like this would come along. So this next photo is really... Uh, dear, to, dear to me, these two dudes. Uh, so I had a really fun relationship with both of them. Uh, Alec on the right side uh, actually was the very first Russian student I met in country. So we had went to this meeting at a church, and I went upstairs and I saw this young guy kind of standing off to the side. And I went up to him, kind of introduced myself, got to know him. Uh, he told me he was a student in the city, but I didn't grab his like contact information. I just wasn't really thinking. I was like, oh, maybe we'll bump into each other in Russia, this huge country, <laughs> but uh, so I started just praying. I was like, Lord, if this was a student that you want to be a part of what you're doing here, would you lead me back to this student? 
And sure enough, uh, it was about two weeks later, I went to an event uh, that was actually at his church, and I didn't even realize he would be there, and he showed up. And so we started building this friendship, uh, and then he became one of the five key leaders in a student movement that perfectly will reach uh, countless amounts of college students in that city. And then Artham on the left uh, met him at a local church, and he spoke no English at all. So <laughs> we had a very unique friendship that was based through translators on phones. But we ended up actually growing really, really close. Uh, and I got to see the Lord work through him in really mighty ways. Uh, he was just a natural gatherer of people. So he constantly was inviting friends to these events that we were having. Uh, but one of the stories that I love specifically about him is I'd asked him if he had any friends that he wanted to share the gospel with. I was like, is there anyone you can think of? I would love for all three of us to meet up. We can share about Jesus with him. He's like, oh, I could probably think of someone through the translator app. <laughs> and uh, So I show up to this meeting, and he had brought a friend, and both of them didn't speak uh, English. So I'm kind of sitting there as the only uh, English speaker. But they ended up actually getting into a spiritual conversation, and I was trying to chime in as much as I could. Uh, not really knowing the language, but he had, I found out later that he had known this guy for one week. So he met this guy a week before, and he just felt like the Lord was calling him to share the gospel with him, so he brought him. He just brought him to hear about Jesus. So it's just so neat to see those two and how the Lord's working through them. Uh, if you want to throw up the next photo. Uh, this is actually from, uh, we ended up partnering with over 10 churches in the city, which is just wild. Was, every week we're going to multiple churches a week uh, to meet with their pastors and grow in a relationship with them. And this was a little pastor meeting that we got to go to. And the thing that really moved me there was uh, these pastors were praying for this to happen. Uh, they didn't really know how the Lord was going to provide or how it was going to look, but they constantly were praying that someone was going to reach the college students uh, in the city, which are just viewed as a really hard group to reach as well. Uh, they're very close to the gospel. But, so they were praying for us to come, and little did they know that it would, their prayers would be answered in the form of six Americans coming into their city uh, to encourage students and meet with them. Throw the next photo. So yeah, this photo is actually from an English club that we did where we were just meeting students. There's a lot of friends of mine uh, in that. In the bottom right-hand corner, actually, two specific guys who are non-believers. We got to share about Christ with them, and they got to hear about Jesus multiple times, uh, which is just really exciting. This photo reminds me uh, of a story about uh, kind of the movement and how it started going. So those five students we ended up taking to a conference in Moscow where they got equipped and trained to really like run their own campus, own student-led campus ministry. Uh, and as they were there, they really just wanted to meet and invite other believing students in the city into what they were doing. So at the conference, we sat down with them, we coached them and trained them how they could run their own kind of vision casting session with uh, students in the city. Uh, but we wanted them to do it all in Russian. So we said to them, we're like, we have equipped you now, but we actually just want you guys to do this in Russian in your native tongue. Uh, and we also want you guys to do the inviting, kind of the, the gathering of people for this. So we stepped back for, for like the first time to really let them, uh, yeah, let, let them like bear the, the movement forward at that point. Uh, and so we were a little nervous though. We were like praying for them a lot that students would show up to this because we just didn't want them to be discouraged either. So we show up to this building that they were going to meet, and the five come, and they're pretty excited, but like really not anyone showing up. And it was, it was past the time it was supposed to start to, but Russians are actually normally late to stuff. They kind of take their time getting in places. But uh, ended up, 25 students ended up coming to this uh, meeting, which was just like amazing, because we did nothing. Like it was all the Lord working through these students that like brought other students to hear about 
the vision of what God could do in their city if they were to mobilize and start sharing their faith on campuses. So we were just blown away. But then we find out also, because it's all in Russian, so we have no idea what they're really saying to like each other. So they're just like going on, going on. And at the end of the, the meeting, they come up to us and they say to us, they're like, we have scheduled an outreach. And we're like, oh, all right, sounds good. We'll like support that. And they're like, it's for tomorrow. <laughs> so they schedule this outreach for the next day. So these 25 students meet the next day. Uh, about 10 of them gathered to go share the gospel out on the campus. So it was like the Lord was moving, and he was moving fast, too. He was getting these students uh, out on the campus already to share their faith. And it's been actually really fun, too, to still text some of these students and hear about how they still like have a heart for ministry. I just got a text from Artham uh, pretty recently about how he's actually trying to start a like mechanics ministry like in his school because he was going for like mechanical engineering or something. So he's still super on fire about sharing uh, sharing Jesus with his classmates. So, uh, yeah, not just am I getting the opportunity to be a sent one uh, this past year, but many students are starting to catch on to this, what it can mean for them to take the gospel to the world. Uh, Jordan, who I talked about earlier, uh, and then another one of my buddies, his name's Colin, uh, this summer actually taking uh, a very large step of faith to share uh, Jesus in a Middle Eastern partnership that we have. So they are going to a closed country. Uh, they can't actually even share the location that they're going to share Jesus. And they, I mean, one of them's a sophomore, one of them's a junior. So I'm just like blown away by these guys' uh, boldness and their step of faith that they're taking. Uh, we have another student going to Tanzania, Africa uh, this summer. And then uh, if you remember Joe from that first picture, the one who drove me to Jesus, uh, he is actually going to serve the Lord in Paris, France for the whole year. So he's deciding to join crew full-time to share Jesus with the people there. So it's just amazing, because I still remember meeting Joe for the first time, too, and just, like, uh, the Lord has worked in really awesome ways in his life. Yeah, so God is continuing to paint. He's continuing to do uh, beautiful things through Milwaukee, through Port Washington, uh, and throughout the world. And uh, as I move into this next part, I just want to do a little disclaimer that uh, I would just ask that nothing is shared on, like, social media or, because um, I'm just going to talk about my next steps, and they're just uh, to protect the partnership and protect the people involved. 